I want to talk about this morning. I'm going to read from 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 9. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedience to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible people loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. So Moses was resisted by these two um, magicians in the time of Pharaoh, but their, their resistance came to nothing. So we're living in perilous times, and uh, there are perilous people around, dangerous um, people that take us into risky situations, the world in a precarious situation. As, as we sit here today, um, the world is in a state, a real bad state, a place where unless there is intervention, there's going to be real issues in the years that lie ahead. And we don't want to talk fear this morning because that's what the world brings, but we want to talk real faith. But I, I want to encourage you firstly this morning in, through these words that in perilous times, God raises up bold people. And so it's pointless recognizing that these are perilous times and not doing anything about it. And so I want to challenge every Christian here today that you will step up and take your place as a Christian in the world that we are living in. It's so easy just to slip into a come on Sunday attitude, but not do anything from Monday through to Saturday, that your life just drifts past you, so busy doing stuff that really is not going to change the world and challenge the world. The world needs challenging. Listen to me. The world needs to be challenged. At COP26, they put out a challenge, and they raised millions and billions of uh, dollars and pounds for the cause of saving the earth. But they don't raise one cent to save a soul. And so what I'm saying is we want to save, uh, we want to see that our, uh, our planet is healthy, all of us. Not one of us here this morning wants to see filth and dirt and degradation. We don't want to see that. We want to see that the world is looked after because we are the guardians, aren't we? But, uh, oh, we cannot do it without God. And that is the truth that I want to uh, share with you as well. Let my people, I want to see the let my people go kinds of people raised up. 
that all of us will be able to put our finger in the face of, Moses, of, of Pharaoh, like Moses, and we'll say, let God's people go. Let God's people go. That we will, uh, as, as, as intercessors, as our sister spoke here this morning, anybody, any Christian can stand up and say, we stand in the name of Jesus, and we want to see change. We want to see lives change. We want to see the UK come to Christ. Amen. That is what we want to see. The environment will be taken care of by Jesus, I tell you. But we must do our part. But when you neglect him, everything will fall apart. Everything. And so we need to really get to the heart of men and women. We need people that have experienced the fire of God. The burning bush kind of fire. That when you get there, you know there's someone greater in that bush than yourself. Take off your sandals. And I'm saying to all of us, let's shed our sandals that we like to wear on the beachfront. <laughs> Take off the sandals. Take off the show. Let's get on with God's work. Let's get on with God's work. And let's put our finger in the face of Pharaoh and say, we are here to change the world, to see Jesus come into the hearts and lives of communities again. This wonderful, wonderful UK, touched by the, the early missionaries, the early apostles. In, in AD 6, 80, 700, the nation was changed. Germany was changed in the 700s, in the uh, the. Yeah, the 6th century, 6th century, by Charlemagne. They had great revival. Where is it gone? Churches are empty. Churches are empty throughout Europe. Churches are empty throughout UK. And I'm saying, come on. We can change it. We must change it. We must get to grips with what God wants to do through each and every one of us. It might seem very radical to you today. Yeah, we're just a small bunch of people. But you know, it doesn't take a, a lot of people to change a, a situation. It takes people of faith. It takes people of faith. If we can stir faith in hearts and lives throughout this nation, every church has got believers, has got intercessors. We can see God do something. And so let's stand together. Let's stand together as never before. Brothers and sisters, we've got a mission. And we're going to set the people free, we believe, in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen? The pharaohs of the world system gathered together to find and make solutions without God. They gathered together from all the nations of the world. But I want to just say this to you. The earth is the Lord's. Surely you should ask the owner and humble yourself as the guardians. If he created it all, the first person you go to, you say, what does God say? How does God see the nation? The hills and the valleys are there. They always will be there until Jesus comes and, and the, the world is changed or whatever happens. But I'll tell you what, we need to do something about the hearts and lives of men and women. We need to plow in the hearts. Plowing is hard work. Plowing takes courage and strength. That you plow in the hearts of men and women with the word of God and you see the results as you sow the seed. There's a crop. There's a crop. I love farming. 
I love to see seeds grow. I love to see people reap the benefits. But oh, how God loves his church. The fields are white unto harvest. The laborers are few. Jesus. Jesus was also a, a good farmer. <laughs> Amen. He sowed into the hearts and lives of men and women, and he reaped an abundant harvest. Amen. And that's what we need to see. The great reset is not so much about finding and funding solutions as it is about controlling and manipulating and enforcing ideology onto all of us. And um, we're going to cross swords, there's no doubt. We're going to cross swords with a lot of people, but so what? The gospel comes first. We are the children of God. I don't mind science, I love science. I can even uh, repeat some of the periodic table. <laughs> I've never forgotten my science formulas since I was in high school. I love science, I love chemistry. But don't put politics into it. I love innovation. I love education without politics. I love sport without politics. We just had one of our young cricketers because he didn't bend the knee. He stood and um, they took him off the field. Great batsman. And um, they asked him afterwards, well, why don't you bend the knee? He says, I only bend my knee to God. Well, I only bend my knee to God. He's, and he's a lovely Christian. He loves, he's got great friends from every race. He said, I'm not bowing to something that is just man-made. Why bring it into our sports? Why bring it into everything? But let me boldly say to you today that politics without godliness is a disaster. So as our council men stand, as they stand in this place, let's make sure we back the godly men, that they will bring godliness, as you attempted to do, just the other side of the hill here. <laughs> but let's not give up. Let's not give up. Anything without godliness is a disaster. Not a cons I'm not a conspiracy type. I, I don't go with the conspiracy types, you know, that... Like you always wonder if they're smoking their socks. And <laughs> that's, that's not the kind of person that I am. I like reality. I like reality. I like truth. I like fiery people. There was a sign erected outside a church near the COP26 gathering in Glasgow. And it said this, the most urgent need in the world now, preaching Christ crucified. <laughs> not climate change it's not climate change it's preaching Christ crucified oh you know what and uh, they said oh we went and pulled down this controversial sign <laughs> controversial no this challenging sign this sign that takes people to think twice about who they serve and so there they are there's a group that marched all the way from Cornwall to Glasgow. It took them months, carrying their banners and saying, oh, save the planet. They're a church group, and I won't mention which one. <laughs> They'll march for the environment, but won't march for one soul. Where are we, we losing it? We're losing it. 
We have to march for the truth. The souls of men. Justin Welby said, ahead of the Church of England, he says, ring the bells, raise awareness about climate change. My dear sir, we know what's going on. But please ring the bells to bring the sinners. Please ring the bells in the hearts of men and women to bring life and new life to the nation. The UK needs revival. The UK needs reformation. needs turning around. And it can start with us. Amen? No awakening bells, no reformation bells, only something for the planet. The planet is in the hand of God. We have to be careful how we, and watch how, what we do with the planet for sure. But it's in the hands of God. How does Paul end the second Timothy chapter, uh, the second Timothy chapter three? How does he end it? And he says to, to young Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, the people of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I want to say to you, this word of God has got everything we need. We need to start believing it again. You mean? Every aspect of your life. You can dig into the word and you'll find an answer. You'll find a, a word that can feed you, that can build your life. It's there for us. And so he, he encourages this young man. Um, preached in, 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 in modern Turkey. It was a place called, um, I think it's Lydia and Derby. Those those areas where churches had been planted by Paul, and he sends this young man, this young man, this young man. I want to say this again. Let the young men rise. <laughs> and he equips him with this word, and he says, don't be afraid. Stand up. Don't let anyone speak to you against you, against your youth. You're a young man. You love God, and speak the truth. Live the truth. Appoint elders. Appoint deacons. Be a man of God. Hallelujah. When I look at all the men here, I say, man of God. When I look at all the people here, I say, people of God. What a statement. We can stand out and say, we are the people of God. And we're going to change what we believe is, 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 is our area of residence we live. We've come from South Africa, and we have a passion for the UK now. Do you believe me? Have I convinced you now? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Aim for the top, nothing less. Aim for honesty, integrity, hard work, prosperity. Christianity isn't just a few singing a few hymns on Sunday and acting all weird. <laughs> and thinking that that makes you spiritual. No, it doesn't make you spiritual. What makes you spiritual is living your life for God, your feet firmly planted, your head in this, full of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God in your heart full of the Spirit of God. Christianity brings out the best in us, gives us a balanced lifestyle on this planet.
And so when I say that we live a balanced lifestyle, we pick up our dirt, we clean our streets. It's very quiet. We clean up our streets. We pick up our litter. We make our church outside look like Buckingham Palace. <laughs> we do our best, don't we? Because we are children of the Most High God. And so we have a calling on our lives to be different. And, and that is wonderful. Because of the word, the Logos, I'm the best man of God as I experientially live it out. Because of the Logos, this wonderful word of God. Amen? Last week we heard so beautifully put to us. This word is the Logos, the rice. <laughs> but it becomes the rhema when we cook the rice and we eat it. <laughs> it, it does you no good while it's still in the book. When it gets into your heart and your spirit, it becomes life. So eat the cooked rice. As we start to eat this wonderful word, it builds us up in our most holy faith. Amen. And we become the people that God wants us to be. Well, we're talking about the Great Reset. The Great Reset is about using man-made crises to manipulate and control the masses. You can't say that uh, too loud in some, in some quarters, but you know what? We're going to have to. We're going to have to lift our voice. The skillful use of technology and situation needs or crises makes the Great Reset so easy. So easy. This is going to, to make the revelation of the man of sin, the Antichrist, to be revealed. And I sense that day is, very, is coming soon. That the Antichrist is going to be revealed. The man of sin. And um, a lot of people are going to be called of God. But children of God, there's no need for you to be called of God. We know what's coming. But the world doesn't know what's coming. Monetary crisis is on our doorstep. And if, if you do any reading at all, you're going to realize that the monetary, monetary crisis is certainly around the corner. They've overspent. They've overbudgeted. In America, they want to make the nation bankrupt, a certain group of people. So once they can do that, the whole nation has to submit to a new regime, a new way of living. And so we're living in very precarious days. You know what they say? You're going to own nothing and be happy by 2030. That's what this COP thing is all about. And the man that started this, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, he wrote a book and read it. The Great Reset. The Great Reset. You will own nothing, but you will be happy. <laughs> Have you ever heard of such rubbish? <laughs> and that's what they're going to set into the world, that you'll all just be a number. Like in China, the, the dear folks are just numbers. And they're just no future, no, no destiny, existentially dead, no, 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 
nothing to look forward to. But praise God, we've got a message. It says when Jesus comes, your life changes. Your destiny changes. Hallelujah. The man that opened the, 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 the not the cop, but the, the, uh, the meetings they had in Italy, he says, we are now ready for universal solutions. Universal solutions, meaning every nation will do what the group says they must do. And so we're getting set up for that. The money system will fail. Health crises, so perfectly demonstrated through COVID. Perfectly demonstrated. Just put the whole world in fear. Fear of death. And death isn't funny. Death isn't easy. We know that. But there again, we've seen that the whole health crisis, the, the COVID situation, stops the world, causes bankruptcy, causes brokenness. And friends, if that's just the start of it, imagine what it's going to be like if this thing continues the way it is. And uh, I hope I'm not being too negative this morning. I'm just trying to be realistic. The climate crises, the water, the seas, the forests, the food, everything they want to control. You won't be able to go where you want to go. You won't be able to fly without that passport and this passport. And uh, you can't take this fish. You can only take that fish. And so... It's, it's going to be a very controlling situation. No more steak. Only carrots. Oh, Lord, help us. <laughs> Get rid of all the cows. <laughs> no milk. No cheese. How are you going to eat your crackers without cheese? And, and, and our dear pizza makers are going to go crazy. This is the world. This is what they want to do. The one guy stands up and he says, no, we've got to get rid of those cows. They cause 24% of all the gases that are going into the earth. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, you know, so we, we kill all the cows. And then uh, we try and live off um, solar energy. Do you know? <laughs> Listen to this with all the batteries that they've got in the United States. If the power failed, all the batteries now in the, in the United States cannot keep the country running for 12 minutes. Imagine. <laughs> and they say, we're going to go that way. No, it's going to take a lot of solutions. But you know what? I've got my... I, I, I believe in good science, that the scientists can do it. And uh, uh, our, our dear friend Elon Musk, you know what he said? He said to the UN, some guys from the UN, he said to them, um, if you show me what you did with the money, then I will believe that you can feed the world and change the world. Because you know what? They cannot show us where the money's gone. The money's gone. But give it to a scientist. Give it to an Elon Musk and he'll feed the world. In fact, he's making so many vehicles, it just isn't funny. The guy can do just about anything. He just needs to come to Jesus, that's all. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but that may not be impossible too. 
So, no carrots for me, please. All the above to push us to the great reset. All these crises, the money, the health, the climate. Prince Charles says, oh, the last hour. Boris is the last minute. And all they're saying is, it's coming. The reset is coming. We're going to push you to it. Because the politicians sometimes just fail. And, and you know what? I love Boris. You love him too. I, I, I could really help him with his hair. But, but yeah, but I, I, like, I like the guy. He's, he's got a bit of chutzpah. You know what chutzpah is, that stuff. Klaus Schwab, and, and uh, some of you can go and read, he founded the World Economic Forum. And we've got the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, the World Trade Organization, the World Meteorological Association, and uh, organization, and we've got the U, and we've got the IMF, and at the end of the day, not one of us voted for any of them. They're a big club. They're clubs upon clubs, and put together by the new world order that wants to take over the world. COP means a conference of parties. They've been going for almost three decades, it's 26 years, and the Great Reset um, will be a, an ungodly and an inhumane thing that uh, the unborn will stand no chance and uh, the weak will stand no chance because that's where their, their minds are headed. Not all of them, but that's how violent they are. That's how violent the world has gone. All of this is to attempt to counterfeit the glorious kingdom of God and the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he reigns, there will be no crises. Even so, Lord Jesus, come. Come quickly. Come and set up your kingdom. That is what we are waiting for. And um, it's going to be a kingdom of splendor. He will rule with a rod of iron. You will be happy as you are under your own vine and fig tree. You will be happy. When Jesus comes, you'll have your own house. He will sort out the environment. That's going to be an amazing thing. That as he sets his kingdom up for a thousand years after the tribulation, sets it up for a thousand years, no hunger, no pain, no thirst, because he knows how to do it. Because in the beginning, created the world and he holds the world in his hands he holds it together by the power of his word amen the bible describes this great reset that jesus is going to come and do and i, I love micah chapter 4 verses 1 to 4 the lord's reign in zion now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and peoples shall flow to it peoples will flow to it many nations shall come and say come and let us go to the mountain of the lord to the house of the god of jacob he will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths 
For out of Zion the law shall go forth, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples, and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. But everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree. <laughs> Evil teach us to own a house. And no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken this. Wow, a few thousand years ago, a vision of when Christ comes and sets up his millennial reign. Just quickly, let me just walk you through some of the resets of the Bible. The Bible does, yeah, there are many resets, but they're godly resets. When Adam and Eve were, left the Garden of Eden, it was a reset. It was a sad reset in the, in the, day, in the heart of God. That the man and woman that, that he made had gone that route. But it was a reset. It took 930 years for that man to die. That's how long the life of God lived in him. Enough, and, and I'm going to just share in some time um, some of the amazing uh, graphs that we have. That, that this man, Noah, lived 930 years. There were many generations that knew him, that heard of his story. And I'm going to show that to you, which is, is, a, is, is, a, is, a, is a message within itself. But um, there we have it. Uh, Adam and Eve, a reset. Noah, the flood was a reset. Only eight come out, but it's a reset. Abram, God raises up a new man, a new start with a family that becomes a nation. A reset. Moses, deliverer from Egypt. A reset for a nation. Joshua takes the people in to the land of Canaan. A reset. God is the God of reset. Amen? And what we hear today is just a, trying to copy. But you cannot copy God. God's resets are the great resets. Judges. Book of Judges. Reset after reset. God dealt with them. And then the kings came along. Saul, David, Solomon. Saul failed, but David and Solomon were, were, were great kings. But after that, decline after decline. Then there was a good king, then there was a bad king. A reset and an unreset, a non-reset. Up and down, up and down. And then the captivity took place. Seventy years in Babylon, and as uh, Pastor Lily also shared, Daniel's vision of, of, um, of, of, of people coming back to, to Jerusalem. And Cyrus, the great king, decrees that they can return. After 70, after 70 years, uh, the prophet uh, uh, Jeremiah said that the people of God would return. And Daniel found this out and he said, it's time for reset. You see, God, I believe, is not going to hide anything from his people. He's going to show us what's going on. He's going to help us to pray through what's going on, to preach through what's going on. Just we need to have the courage to do it. Amen. And then the people returned to Israel, but then they silence for 400 years. After they return, there's a silence of 400 years until John the Baptist comes. There stands one among you. I'm not even worthy to undo his shoelaces. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. 
a reset. A reset not just for time, <laughs> but for, for nations, for peoples. Amen? A reset. But the greatest reset of all comes when the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, goes to the cross. And the gospel of the kingdom is made available to every man, woman, boy, and girl upon the face of the earth. What a gospel. Available. Available. This gospel is available to us. Preach it. Teach it. Sing it. Eat the rice. <laughs> no, Jesus cooked it. <laughs> we just eat it. Amen. We take it. We live it. What a wonderful Savior He is. No one else has the honor of reset. COP26 don't have the honor. <laughs> They're going to try and do a, 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 a reset, humanly speaking. But when Jesus comes, there's no failure. He sets it in place. No one on the planet... No one else on the planet can have AD in front of our, our calendars, time, <laughs> AD, Anna Domine, Jesus, the year of our Lord. For 2,000 years, we've had AD, 1950, 1960 AD. Show me another leader, someone else. That can take that honor. No one. Only Jesus. Because he's the savior of the world. Men deny him. The world now wants to deny him. They've taken him out of your schools, out of your universities. But I tell you what, it's time to fight back. It's time to fight back. No one is as popular as he is. Just this month, over 500 million downloads of the U version of the Bible. Is Jesus <laughs> not popular? Please tell me. As popular as ever. 500 million downloads of the Bible, the U version. <laughs> the most popular book on the planet. And I want to deny the author his right and his privilege to run this earth. Shame on them. Our personal opportunity to set our lives, to reset our lives. Jesus makes it possible for every man upon the planet to reset his life. And this is the most exciting part of our gospel message. I reset my life in A.D. 1966. <laughs> Please say Amen. <laughs> In AD 1966, I reset my life. As I bowed my knee and I said, Lord Jesus, Pastor Lely's dad led me to the Lord. They came and ministered in our hometown. They, they were the pastors there. And I remember the Sunday night when I went into the back room and he prayed with me. I ran home so happy. For the first time, I looked up and I saw the stars. I said, Oh, there are stars up there. <laughs> somehow, somehow, I could see. I was once blind, but then I could see. I used to live for football. 
even though it was second division, I used to, <laughs> I was only 18, I used to live for football, water polo, I had colors and, you know, all this stuff when Jesus touched me. <laughs> the blood flowed, cleansed my life. I became a new creature. Amen. The power of reset is latent in the word of God. It's all here. It's all latent here. And once you start to eat it, once you start to live it and take it, your life is never the same again. That's why it's such a powerful word, and that's why we honor this lovely book. Amen? God's book. We love it. Listen to the power of reset. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 to 11. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Well, not might be saved. You shall be saved. If you confess him as Lord and Savior, you shall be saved. For the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be ashamed. Hallelujah. Not be ashamed. That's the power of reset by the power of the Word of God. Amen? You can reset your mind. You're sitting here this morning and you say, well, how do I do that? Listen to this, chapter 12 of Romans, verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable, not unreasonable, reasonable service. I take my body and my mind, everything I present it to God. But, uh, uh, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. A reset. It, 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 it pays you to reset your, your, your mind every day. When you read that word and you read that new version and you open it, <laughs> you read your scripture for the day and you pray, you say, Lord, reset me. Reset me. Thank you. Reset me. Reset my mind, the way I think, the way I behave. Reset my thinking. James 5, 13 to 16. Listen to these resets. Is anyone among you suffering? Is there someone suffering here this morning? You may be. Maybe a Christian. Hopefully you are a Christian. Let him pray. Listen to this. If anyone suffers, let him pray. Say, God, deliver me from the suffering. Amen? Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. <laughs> are you a happy guy? Happy lady? Sing and worship the Lord. But listen to this. Is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Amen. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Resets? Is there someone here that needs a reset? You need to commit your life to Jesus. If you need a reset, today is your day. Today is your day. I'm going to give you the opportunity to reset your life. 
going to give you an opportunity to reset your mind. You can do it. Those of you that need a reset in your body, the anointing, we can pray in the, the prayer of faith, and it will, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Why am I so conf confident? I, I'm confident because the New Testament tells me I can be. Let's build our confidence again in God's word. Amen? Amen? Reset. Reset. If you're here this morning, you haven't reset your life, commit your life to Jesus. Your life will never be the same again. Struggling with issues on the mind, reset. Reset. Struggling with issues in your body, reset. Come forward and let us pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Come on, let's bow our heads as we close this morning.